Hello, and welcome to Invisible Chains. I'm your host, Paulina Goldberg, and in this episode, I will be discussing the case of a young girl who went to France in search of new opportunities, but instead endured years of forced labor. This is the case of Siladin versus France. Siwa Akofa Siladin was born in Togo in 1978. At the age of 15, she immigrated to Paris, France. With her, she had her passport and for the time being, a visa. Joining her on the trip was a family friend kept anonymous in the court reports. This family friend was called Mrs. D, and from here on, this pseudonym will be used in this episode. Siladin and her family had little money at the time, so Mrs. D paid for all travel expenses incurred by Siladin. On top of this, since Mrs. D lived in Paris, she offered the girl a place to stay. For a 15-year-old girl practically alone in a new country, this combined debt happened to be a huge amount for Siladin to repay monetarily. Mrs. D understood, and the two had agreed that the girl would work for her as a housemaid until she received her immigration status and all of the debts were reimbursed. Mrs. D then confiscated and hid her passport and visa so that she wouldn't attempt to run away before she got the job done. Months passed, and Siladin was still unable to repay all of her debt. But Mrs. D decided that she no longer needed the girl's service. Instead, she handed Siladin to another family, who will be called Mr. and Mrs. B. Though it seems strange to just give a girl to another family, I think it's fair to say that the B family were friends of Mrs. D. It's also fair to say that the B family was pretty well off. Their Paris apartment had many rooms and was large enough to fit Mr. and Mrs. B, as well as their two children, very comfortably. There was also a spare room, which would soon be a nursery for the unborn baby Mrs. B was carrying. When Mrs. D handed Siladin over, it was agreed between the two families that the bees would hire, keep, and accommodate the girl until Mrs. B gave birth. So, Siladin did everything she had to do for the family for a few months, and when Mrs. B finally gave birth, she thought that her time with the B family was officially over. Little did she know, though, was that this would be the start of a much longer and harder journey. When she came back from the hospital, Mrs. B announced that she wanted to keep Siladin as a general housemaid for her family. She also announced that the girl would be working for them for an indefinite amount of time. The circumstances of Siladin's labor infringed upon her human rights. To start, she worked a total of 15 hours a day, 7 days a week. She started at 7.30 in the morning and finished at 10.30. When she woke up, she would prepare breakfast for the family and clean up after them. Then, she took the two older bee kids to school, took care of the newborn baby, did the family's laundry, made them dinner, cleaned the entire household, and, well, was a full-time housemaid. On top of this, she slept on the floor of the nursery, not because there wasn't any room for her, but because she was expected to take care of the baby in the middle of the night. These long hours left Siladin with little to no extra time. She was unable to attend school and was rarely allowed to attend church services on Sundays. She was also not receiving an income. In fact, Siladin was only paid on one occasion by Mrs. Pete's mother, who gave the girl 150 euros for her years of work. One day, Siladin escaped the household. She ended up finding housemaid work for another family in Paris. At this apartment, she was paid properly, given sufficient food, and even proper accommodation. However, after five months, Mr. and Mrs. B found and reclaimed the girl. Siladin didn't want to leave, but the bees promised her that if she came back, 
they would figure out her still unresolved immigration status and would even enroll her in school. However, as soon as she returned, her working regimen went back to what it was before. No school, no documents, and no payment. Siladin's life went on like this for around four years before she consulted a neighbor. Fortunately enough, the neighbor was able to contact the Committee Against Modern Slavery and explain the girl's situation. Soon enough, the police raided Mr. and Mrs. B's home and arrested them on the basis of forced labor, infringing upon human dignity, and employing an alien not in possession of a work permit. These charges would add up to a total of only two years in prison for both Mr. and Mrs. B. However, after launching an investigation, the court stated that the B's treatment of Siladin was actually quite fair since she had access to sanitary facilities and wasn't subject to any known harassment. The court took a bit of mercy on the B family and was eventually able to cut their sentences in half, giving them only 12 months. But the bees were still unhappy with this decision. They wanted to get away without serving time, so they appealed the decision, meaning they had another court review the judgment. This appeal led the court to believe the bees were not at all guilty for what they did to Siladin. What was their reasoning? Well, they said that since the girl was occasionally allowed to go to mass unattended and make phone calls freely, she was in no way forced to do labor. Siladin wouldn't let this happen, so she went back to the court and ended up receiving 15,000 euros for damages, which I assume to be her passport, visa, and her belongings. She also received 33,000 euros for her missing salary. Furthermore, Siladin took France to the European Court of Human Rights for not initially recognizing her state of servitude. France's ignorance was a violation of Article 4 of the European Convention, which states that no one shall be held in servitude or denied their freedom because of it. Justly so, the court recognized that she was vulnerable because she was a minor and at the time an illegal immigrant. There are many stories like Siladin's, but not everyone is as lucky as her. Children like Siladin are currently working in people's homes, not being paid, and being denied their freedom and education because of it. Unfortunately, this problem is hidden and unrecognized. To help, you can start by raising awareness of either this story or other stories like it and ensure that your community knows what's happening around them. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and thank you for listening to Invisible Chains.